Hi, and welcome to the Wellevate Live podcast. My name is Irina. And I'm Dr. Nas. And we're your hosts for the podcast. With this podcast, we'll be cutting through all the noise and bad information by having conversations with leading thinkers, cultural changers, and industry disruptors about shifting old paradigms and starting new conversations. Side by side, we'll be covering the topics that matter the most, from tried and tested ancestral practices to the best modern health hacks. We want to inspire you to elevate your mind, body, and soul to become the best version of you. Jim Owen, welcome to Wellevate Life Podcast. You look brighter than us. It's morning in Dubai and nine o'clock in the evening for you. That's why I'm off screen. Welcome. It's my bedtime. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and, and we've pulled you out. Uh, we're, we're, it's going to be a beautiful discussion over the next uh, 40 to 60 minutes. Um, we would love to know. You, you're known as the rainmaker turned social entrepreneur and author. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, let's, let's walk everyone through that beautiful journey of yours. Well, I spent 35 years in, in, the, in the investment uh, business. Uh, managing portfolios, and got, I would say I was more lucky than I was smart. The truth is, I got in the business at a great time, and stocks were cheap and undervalued, and I got out of the business literally 20 years ago, and uh, I started my second career. I should say my third career. I've always enjoyed communications. I, I don't know, it goes back to my childhood, I suppose. I've always been a big reader, love to communicate. And um, I've written seven books. And uh, one of them was a best-selling book. And would you believe it was called Cowboy Ethics? And the book came out in 2004. And you may remember this was at a time when Wall Street was cratering and Bear Stearns and all every week a new corporate scandal. And I said, what can I do? I'm just one guy, but just maybe I can, I can make a difference or as I say, be a difference. And I wrote this book called Cowboy Ethics. Now I know cowboys are not exactly a part of your whole culture, but in our culture, they're, they're heroes. And uh, this goes back to Roy Rogers and Gene Autry. And the book has sold 160,000 copies. Wow. And it's still going strong. And that was uh, whatever it was, you know, years ago. And I wrote a actually Code of the West trilogy. And that kind of got me started. But when I turned 70, I was in awful shape. <laughs> you cannot imagine. I was excruciating lower back pain. Uh, both knees were shot. I was probably 25, 30 pounds overweight. And my right rotator cuff was frozen. <laughs> the worst part was I had no energy at all. And I looked in the mirror and said, oh my God, I'm an old man. And I said to my wife, I said, honey, I really feel like I'm, I'm an old man. And my wife, Stanya, we've been married 53 years, if you can believe this. Wow. And she said, Jim, she said, sweetheart, don't worry about that. 
She said, you've still got game. Then she said, unfortunately, the game is bingo. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> but that sort of got me started on a, a new career. And again, I, I aches and pains. I mean, I've, I've been there. And 12 years later, I'll, I'm 82 now. I'm in the best shape of my life. I weigh less today than I did in high school. And uh, I couldn't do one push-up when I was 70 years old. I can do 50 today. I don't do them every day, but, you know, once every, probably twice a month. And this whole, it's been a real transformation. And my message to your audience, I know you all have got a big audience. My hat's off to you is that if I can do it, believe me, anybody can do it. I, I was never that athletic or, or coordinated. And I mean, I, I got a, you know, when I was in high school, I did play football, but uh, I was on the bench most of the time. And so, but I've really found my inner athlete at a, at a, at a very old age. And as my wife, I overheard my wife tell one of her friends, a couple of years ago, she said, Jim used to be a couch potato. Now he's gone from a spud to a stud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been a lot of fun. So we've had a lot of fun. And, and I, I want to make this real clear. I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a doctor. And I don't have an MD uh, after my name. Uh, I'm not a kinesiologist or a gerontologist. I'm just a very ordinary guy who woke up one day and said, if I feel like this today, can you imagine how I'm going to feel in the future? I mean, aches and pain, excruciating now. And I came across one statistic, Dr. Nas, that, that changed my life. I think it was Mayo Clinic. It may have been Harvard Medical School. And it said, if you make it to 70, that's how old I was on my birthday. Uh, if you make it to 70 out of a very large population, like 100,000 people, statistically, you can expect to live another 15 years. And that's what got me off the couch and got me going on a, and the transformation really has been amazing and not because I'm amazing. It's just the fact that I've gone from a weak, no energy guy to a guy with VIP and zip and energy. It's hard to explain. And uh, I'm just obviously thrilled. But as, as I say to people, it's not about living longer. It's about living better. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was... Uh, 70, what I observed was there were many, many people who were 60 and they moved and uh, felt like they were 80. And then there were people who were 80 who looked and moved like they were 60. I said, what does this second group know that the first group doesn't know? And that's kind of what got me started on this journey. This I call it transformation. And there's no mystery to it. And I want to uh, emphasize to your audience that anybody can do this. So it's not like I'm some special guy or 
you know, born with this. I'm always asked the question, Jim, is this lifestyle that you changed or is it, uh, you know, just you were born, your DNA and you're one of the lucky ones? Uh, my answer is it's probably 75% lifestyle changes. And so what I did, actually pretty simple, I dropped bad habits, picked up good habits. That's actually all I did. And I went from, uh, you know, weak and hurting and just miserable to really being in the best shape I could ever imagine. So and, Jim, uh, you're, sorry, you're, you're, uh, we would love to dive into the bad versus good habits. Now, I read somewhere in one of your inter inter interviews that, you know, there were three things in your recipe to living great and where you are today common sense, step-by-step, -step, and functional fitness, you know, um, and that's, that's a great recipe to cook and, and live a healthy longevity, you know, um, way of living. So what does bad habits mean to you versus good habits? How, how would you be able to please define that for us? Well, bad habits to me, and this is very, very common, I think with not just in the States, but in Dubai and in the, in, the, in the Middle East, I think there's a general feeling that when you hit, quote, old age, now, what, what does that mean? It could be 65 or 75, whatever, whatever you call old age, it's all downhill. In other words, the feeling is it's inevitable. And the first thing I want to tell your audience is it is not inevitable. Believe me, you can absolutely turn back the clock, you can fight off old age. That's what I did. That's how I look at fighting off old age. If you make small steps in your day-to-day -day living, I call it lifestyle. And it starts with fitness. If I, I'm always asked, Jim, do you have any credentials? Oh yeah, I, I was a certified couch potato. So the average, the average adult in, in, in my country sits, I'm doing it right now, between eight and 11 hours a day. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you, this has a worse impact on your health than does smoking. And it, it's... The, it, it literally can over, over sit, sitting too much and moving too little uh, can literally cause very serious uh, diseases, uh, particularly things like heart diseases, strokes, um, even, even uh, things like, like, you know, old age, like losing a memory. Alzheimer's. And so the first thing to realize is you've got to move. That's why I wrote this book that National Geographic published. They've never done a book like this. It came out five years ago. It was called J-U-S-T, Just Move Explanation. The whole idea was it's not about being an athlete. It's not about lifting heavy weights. You've just got to get off the couch and move. Now, some people might bicycle, you might do kayaking, 
uh, you might do, uh, you know, square dancing, all kinds of physical activities. But personally, I think you need to exercise. Now, I never thought of myself as being a gym rat. I just wasn't part of my DNA, so to speak. The truth is, I enjoy working out. And that's why I do it. I work out one hour a day, six days a week. And it's part of my being. I, I can't imagine going through life not exercising. And the number of people, I live in a senior community, and the number of people who don't do anything, they just sort of sit, you know, sit all day and so on. They get depressed. They lose their enthusiasm for life. And what you see is people who just, if, if all they do is walk, they feel better. They have more energy. So and a lot of this is, is a positive outlook. And when I say when I tell people this, they're always very surprised. Positive outlook? Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't look back. I look forward. I know it may, I know you may not believe this, but it's true. When I turned 70, I honestly felt my best days were behind me. I'm now 82. There's no doubt in my mind, my best days still lie ahead. And this positive attitude is so important if you want to age well. Again, most people feel it's all downhill. Once you reach, quote, old age, whatever that means to you, it could be 65 or 75, whatever. With that attitude, it's not possible to live life to the fullest. So my goal is, is pretty simple. I want to live life to the fullest. And that what that means to me may be different than it does means to somebody in your audience. But to me, it means being independent, being, quote, pain-free. I have no aches and pains at all. None. Now, when I wake up in the morning, maybe I'm stiff for, you know, one or two minutes, but I can walk that off. Um, it, it also, you, you talk, we talk about bad habits. The first habit is simply sitting too much. So the good habit is simply getting off the couch and moving. And I started off as I would recommend to your audience. Well, gee, I'm 65, 75 years old. What do I do? I, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to, I also want to be safe. The answer is just try walking. So the first day I started walking, would you believe I was huffing and puffing after about two blocks? That's how bad off I was. Two blocks. I said, you know, I'm going to try walking for, you know, 30 days and just see what happens. What's the worst thing that can happen to me? It, I walked four blocks, maybe, you know, then eight blocks. And at the end of a month, I was walking probably a good 30 minutes. It was amazing. And people said, Jim, have you done a facelift or what have you been doing? Just working out. And what you learn is just the fact that you're moving is such a big thing. Your heart rates, you know, getting better. You're, you, you just, you feel better. Now, do you look better? Well, I don't know about that, but you sure feel better. And that was my goal. I want to feel better. I want to feel alive. Uh, and I, I don't just want to, you know, go through the rest of my life with my head down like that, aches and pains, 
I want to feel alive. I want to thrive and not just merely live. To me, it's about feeling alive, thriving. And to do that, number one, you've got to, you've got to become more fit. And when I say that, I don't mean lifting heavy barbells and you don't even need a gym membership. I happen to like working out now. And I do, I work out again, an hour a day, six days a week. The second bad habit um, is, is eating solely for pleasure. Now I did this for a lot of years. And that one time I, I, I weighed 205 pounds. I now weigh one, I now weigh 155. I've lost 50 pounds. And the best thing is I've kept it off. That's what's hard. Anybody can lose, you know, weight. You can lose 20 or 30 pounds by, by a very strict diet. But can you sustain that? And, this, and the statistics are nobody can. So I just made small changes to my, to my eating habits. Instead of eating, you know, a cheeseburger uh, every day, so to speak, maybe I eat a cheeseburger every two weeks now. So I'm not, it's, it's moderation, but the second, the second habit is just, I, I no longer eat solely for pleasure. The truth, and this may kind of be a turnoff to people, but I eat now for energy and for nutrition, period. And it's worked for me and I've kept my weight off and it's, uh, it's, it's hard to do. And the, the third thing is, 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 is managing stress. We live in a, I don't know how anybody can not feel stress given all that's going on in the world. Um, but I've learned to master audiences. You can work out every day. You can eat, you know, for, you know, in a uh, nutritional way. But if you, if you let yourself get caught up in st with stress, you can undo all the good things you've done. And a lot of people just don't realize that. So what I've done, several things. One, uh, I want to be around positive people. So at my age, again, I'm 82. I don't want to be around negative people. I, I don't want to have a whole conversation about my doctor said this, my uh, chiropractor said that. I like people who are very positive in their outlook. And I, I call it positive energy. And it just seems when you live that way, good things seem to happen to you, such as doing this interview. And uh, the, the, so managing stress is really, really critical. And the other one is, is getting sufficient sleep. Like a lot of people, I think I probably have had some sleep issues over, over the years. But what I've learned is some very simple, positive habits that help me. I, I, I turn off the news for one thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I used to be, I used to love to watch the news. It is so depressing. Uh, I, I, I very seldom do social media. I, I just, I'm not a computer person. I don't want to learn it and that kind of stuff. I just find it's very depressing. And so I'll, I try and leave a, leave a, my wife and I work out together, by the way. And she is, she's amazing. She's the same age that I'm, a gentleman doesn't discuss his wife's age, but she'll be, she'll be 82 in November. She looks and moves and acts like, She's 52. It's honest. It's true. And she's got a positivity and we just bounce off each other. She's truly amazing. 
And so the relationships become more and more important. So we talk about healthy habits, people and fitness, people think it's all about physical fitness. That's true. It's the foundation. But there's also the, the, the mental fitness. And that's the, what I call the positivity. And finally, there's what's very important, whether you call it spiritual fitness, emotional fitness, it's all very, very important. So Jim, you know, um, you, this is all echoing to me of how I grew up, my mother's generation and our generation. You know, there's so many challenges in the young generation. Um, you know, you've got that addiction, if you say to oh, social boy. media, um, you know, the long hours of working, it's just a completely different mindset. Different mindset. The right word is mindset. Absolutely. And, you know, the foundation that you and I and, and Dr. Nas is uh, way younger than I am, the foundation we've had, the simple way of thinking has helped us a lot, uh, you know, during our entire life journey. So if I look at my mother today, touch wood, she's going to be 82 on, you know, in October. Uh, and her, her gift, what I see is regular movement throughout the day. It's yes. the Dan Buettner formula of call it the blue zones, you know, yeah, uh, the okay. Okinawan way of living uh, that we all read about, but not many can relate to that because nowadays movement is defined in that one hour workout, you know, mm -hmm. it's that and that's it. And someone had told me a while ago, you know, this whole idea of 20,000 steps that everyone's doing and they say, okay, that's enough. And we've done 10 and they're counting steps, but exercise starts after the 20,000 steps that 20,000. Yeah. Is a normal thing we as humans, you know, from caveman time must should do. And I think to relate that message. And unfortunately, like you said, there's so much out there, so much confusion. So you've pretty much simplified it. And what I love is that it's not about nutrition and exercise, it's your mindset and the stress so-called we call, you know, that, that, um, that takes over, dominates, no matter what you do during the day, which is good. So you said, this, you, said this, you said this much better than me. And I, I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of emails and I get phone calls. Jim, I, I've read about your transformation or I read your book, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, what's the secret? Well, first of all, there is no secret to it. This is all very common sense. But I tell them it starts with a mindset. They say a mindset. Yeah. Uh -huh. you, have to, you have to believe in yourself that you can, in fact, control okay can control your, your 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 lifestyle you can make the changes that you're a strong person and what i see and i don't want to go over to a tangent there's so many people with a victim mentality at least in our country we're victims victims of what it's like gee take charge work on what you can control and don't sweat the rest what you can control is your lifestyle. And what I find fascinating is that fit, physical fitness, I believe, is the foundation of healthy aging. 
I believe that strongly. So the first thing, you get rid of aches and pains. And once you do that, you can sort of take the next steps. I will not be any more fit in two or three years than I am right now, okay? What I'm working on is that next thing. I'm, I'm into personal growth, but a different kind of personal growth. And I cannot tell you what this feeling is that I have today that I didn't have when I was a kid, middle age, I was too busy, you know, raising a family, building a career. My goal is to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better friend. And this to me is such a critical part of living a good life. I want to be able to look back on my life and say, at the very end, I'm in a good place. I left it better than I found it. I want to, and I, I know it sounds corny, but I don't, I don't want to make a difference. I, I want to be a difference. Uh, anybody can make money. I mean, I made money in my business, but that's, you know, once you make enough money to live on, if that's all you live for, are you, you're missing out on life. And what we need now, people are so, as you said, people are just kind of worn out. They're tired. They're, 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 they're burned out. And it's not about being smart. Um, it's just about thinking. I, I see people who are 90 years old living life to the fullest. And they could have be very humble people. And that's part of it. They're humble about 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 life. And so my message to your audience and that I try and tell everybody that asks me, Jim, gosh, you're so fit. Well, you know, becoming fit to me means getting rid of aches and pains. Okay. And then it's just dropping bad habits, picking up good habits. Okay, I've done that. Now what's next? And I have to tell you and your audience where I am right now, is, is the most interesting part of my life. I cannot tell you. It's being a better, again, I'm gonna repeat it, husband, father, friend. And I've re, I've recontact, I've made contacts with people I grew up with. Now you can't fool them. You can fool a lot of strangers and people trying to sell you something, <laughs> you know, but people that knew you when you were, you know, 13 years old, they know the real you. And we don't change all that much. I, I really don't think so. If you were a good person when you're 13 or 14, you're more likely to be a good person when you're older. If you're selfish and narcissistic, and I, this is what, I, I can't stand people who are that way, uh, almost sociopathic, you know. Uh, I, I just don't like being around them. So I like just being around people who are, internally happy, happy where they are in their life. It's like your mother finding pleasure in very simple things, just finding pleasure being outdoors, um, just walking, just with, with a friend, uh, going to the beach, just living life and not trying to do anything, but you know, life can be pretty good. And uh, anyway, I'm in a good place. Uh, 
it's not, I'm not trying to live to a hundred. I'm not trying to live to, to 90. I just want to live as healthy and as good of a life as I can. And once that changes, I also need to say this, and this is part of my motivation. I'm always asking about Jim, how do you, how do you get motivated? How do you stay motivated? You know, you've been working out for 12 years. How do you stay motivated? I used to say, well, when you, when you get results, you know, you, you get, you stay, that's all true. But I think the best motivation comes from the inside. It just comes from saying, I don't want to be a burden to my family. I cannot imagine anything worse than my daughter saying to a friend, you know, I would love to go skiing this weekend, but I've got to take care of my dad. He's not doing very well. I think I would shoot myself if, if, if I were to be in that position. So part of this whole healthy aging, whatever you want to call it, I, I, I call it healthy aging is what I call it, uh, is it, just is knowing that you're doing everything that you can do. Uh, yes, genes play a part, DNA, sure, it's probably about 20%, maybe 25%, but it's mostly lifestyle. Ken, are you, are you open to making changes? When I say changes, I'm not talking about major life overhauls. Nobody can do that, that I know of. You can't sustain it. I just take small steps every day. And when you take small steps over time, it adds up to big strides. And it's absolutely true. I could do one push-up on day one. And I didn't do 50 push-ups in three months. It took me probably five years, six years. It doesn't matter. And, but just showing stead, slow, steady progress in all areas of your life. And we all go through ups and downs. Again, I've been married 53 years. My wife and I are closer today than we've ever been in our lifetime. Now, I think part of it is because we both uh, are doing whatever we can to, 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 to be healthy. And when you have that mindset, when you say, I'm going to put priority at the top of my list, this may sound selfish. See, I don't think it is. I think when you do that, you start making better decisions on every aspect of your life. If I still had aches and pains and I was slumped over and I couldn't stand up straight and I was in a walker or, or, or had a cane or in a wheelchair, I, I, I can't imagine I would be this positive. It's always the mindset I personally believe strongly that keeps you out of that condition. Now, a doctor may say, well, I think Jim's exaggerating. Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you, that's, that's been my experience. I live in a senior community and I see so many people who are, have given up on life. It's like my best days are behind me. And the way you see this is they spend, every time you see them, they complain. Oh, oh, it's terrible. Life is terrible. I've got to go to my doctor again. And I just say to myself, not to them. You know, if you, ex if you exercise a little bit, if you watch what you ate, manage stress, got better sleep, 
who knows, maybe you wouldn't feel this bad. So a lot of it, it's not about looking young. I don't think about that. I don't, I don't, I think the payoff as you suggested is mental. It's a, it's due to a mindset that says I am determined to change my life. I can do it. I'm disciplined and I can do this. And that's kind of what it takes. My wife started, my wife is a Southern girl and her mother would not let her be a cheerleader. She said, no, nope, Stanya, cheerleaders, that's, that's not for girls. That's, that's, that's not for you. She said, oh, mom, but I like, you know, nope. And she said, <laughs> her, grand, her, her mother said, Stanya, now her mother now is, you know, old fashioned, said, horses sweat, men perspire, women glow. In other words, so Stanya grew up thinking that young women shouldn't exercise. And so all those years, <laughs> now she loves it. She worked out today. I said, what are you doing? I'm working out. I'm, you know, stretching and she's lifting light weights, but she feels like a million dollars. And the other women her age cannot believe it. They look at her and say, My, how are you? What are you, 52? Well, I'll be 82. Oh, what? Yeah. No yeah. surgery, none of that stuff. It was just, so just being, as you said, being active, just moving, doing something as opposed to sitting there. But the mindset is the key. That's absolutely the key. So I hope if there's any takeaway for your audience, it's the fact is you've got to get, you've got to get your mind, as I say, positivity is contagious. And I think it's true. I don't do social media. I, would you believe I've never sent uh, a text in my life? No, I give the phone to somebody if they want to talk to me. I love it, Jim. Wow. Um, you know, it's all about the story is this decluttering, answering those internal question, what matters, what's enough. I think we all are unable to define what's enough because there's so many desires, be it food, be it our thoughts, be it money. And that drives us. And unfortunately, that becomes our drive, you know, of, for our life. Well, that's not the life drive because that's going to tire you and completely kill you. So I think your, your beautiful message of answering that question is also a very preventive way of living better and living longer in a healthier way is answering and, and connecting with yourself, you know, because the disconnect that we people are walking around with and the blame game, right? Um, it's because of this, 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 I cannot do this. There's always these excuses. So I think that elimination decluttering process is the also a great pillar that stands and, and helps us, uh, you know, and, and asking yourself, how do I want to have that last breath is not planning your death. And we actually recently spoke to a death doula, you know, People condemn the idea of, you know, thinking of death. That's a negative thing. I personally, and I'm sure Dr. Nas will have his say in this is also, is I believe I want to plan my last breath. And how do I want that last breath to be? Is to say thank you. Mm -hmm. 
So to reach that point and with a smile, you know, how do I start building up towards that is a very preventive way of thinking as a holistic approach. The spiritual, Boy, you've you identified. So far, you are so far ahead of me. I, I, no, I, I this no, is... no, 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 no. I hope our paths cross. What you're talking about is, is gratitude. Yes. And that is so key. Yes. My wife and I, before we go to sleep at night, literally every single night, talk about we thank. Now, it's not about going to church. You can go to church. It's wonderful. We grew up going to church. But it's more of a thank you to whoever's up there and feeling thank you for giving us our relationship. Thank you for making us feel good. But just thank you for making us alive and, and, and we're grateful. We are grateful. We, we do not take this for granted, believe me. We don't do it. We just look at the world and say, there's so many people who are complaining and hurting and, and, and they're on drugs and they're 100 pounds overweight and they just, they just don't know what it's like to say, you know, I'm going to take charge of my future. Now, some things I can't control. And I don't want your audience to say that because of my own transformation and all this other stuff, I do have issues. Everybody, your mother's got issues. She may not talk about them. But it may be arthritis in your, in your, in your, in your hand. Um, Maybe any number of things, but everybody, when they get, there's a natural decline of your, of your physical self when you get older. The problem is most people say, I can't do anything about it. That's just the way it is. No, it's not. You can take control if you decide, I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to make some lifestyle changes. It's not a lifestyle makeover. And once you start down that path, what I've found is that one positive step leads to another positive step. I started with fitness. Say, so why would you start with fitness? Well, aches and pains, excruciating, crawling on the bathroom floor type of pain in my lower back. I mean, it was like excruciating, crying sometimes with, with agony. So my idea was I've got to get rid of these aches and pains. It took, it took you know, three, four, five years. I have zero pain today, none, neither. No back pain, no hip pain, nope, none. And once you do that, you say, huh, well, just maybe I can work on, maybe I would feel even better. I love drinking red wine. Well, I stopped four years ago, haven't had a glass of wine since. I feel a lot better. Do I miss wine? Yep, but I would rather not take the wine. I had a tendency to drink, you know, maybe a glass too many. And on stress, I just never realized how important it was to, to be able to manage your stress. We all feel stress. Some stress can be uh, positive. You know, I might be stressed thinking about doing this uh, podcast. Uh, that's good stress. But if, if you let stress take over your life, or if you say, you know, I don't need, uh, I, I don't sleep very well. 
Well, then you find out, well, they're, you know, watching, they are drinking coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon. That's going to probably keep you awake if you watch too much TV or, you know, I'm talking, it's just common sense. This is all, by the way, very, very common sense. But once you make these basic changes, I promise you, the world seems to open up. I don't know what it is. It's like there's a whole world out there that I don't even know about. And it, it sounds, it's almost like it's spiritual. So I'm in kind of a spiritual part of my life. And I can tell you, it's a lot more interesting to me than, you know, functional fitness and that kind of stuff. It's really wonderful. It's that feeling of gratitude, of feeling of being alive and, and, and being a real genuine friend and say, you know, I don't need any more acquaintances. I don't need people trying to sell me something, you know. Uh, no, I, I just want genuine friends, whatever that means. What it means to me is somebody who will be there for you when you need them. And if a friend calls me tonight at two o'clock and I'm asleep, I don't say, can you call back tomorrow? I say, oh my gosh, you know, Larry, what's wrong? You, you sound terrible. What's happened? Well, maybe it's his wife fell down. Maybe it's any number of things. Maybe he, you know, just something happened in his life. And I want to be there for him. I want him to, I want my true friends. A lot of them go back to when I was a kid. My wife and I both have friends that we've known, you know, for 60 years. Those are real friends. And if, if they were to call us tonight, I would get up and say, uh, what, can, what can we do? Just tell me what I can do, anything. And sometimes they just want somebody they can talk to. And we're just trying to be that friend. And this is sort of a legacy, I think. And, and you know, I'm sure your mom feels the same way. What can I do with my life? So at the very end, I can look back and say, I'm in a good place. Uh, please don't feel sorry for me uh, because I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm in a good place. It's been a good life. I'm, I'm kind of ready to go. And I'm ready to start a new adventure. That's how I look at this. I look at life as an adventure. And when you look at life that way, it turns out to be an adventure. Uh, so many people I talk to when they're older, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm almost laughing. I, have, I, have, I know a number of people who talk about when they were in prep school or when I, when I was in uh, prep school, when I was prep school, what the hell was that? That was, that was that eight, 70 years ago. Like that's, all, that's because they have nothing to talk about now. So I like people who are energetic, who knock themselves out, who are looking at the brighter side of life. And that's just, maybe it's just me. Now, again, let me make sure this is clear. It doesn't, we're not talking about being Pollyanna. We're not talking about that people don't have, one of my neighbors on my floor where I live, I live in a, I live in a penthouse in a, in a community of older people, um, uh, fell. And that's, that's not much fun. So again, bad things do happen to good people. There's no doubt about it. So I'm not talking about, you know, Pollyanna, ain't life wonderful, well, life can be pretty cruel uh, for all of us. We've all lost people who we were close to. 
And so I, I don't want to suggest that that it's just that what happens is when you take charge, when you take charge of your life and say, I'm making this a priority, what happens is you're able to deal with the setbacks. You're able to deal with what life throws at you. And people who don't have this internal strength, again, you say it's a mindset, who don't have that mindset, they often just can't take it. And they just kind of fold up. And we that you know, they're on drugs, they're on opiates, uh, whatever it is. And it's just, it's just awful. So my message is, you know, it really is about mindset. It's about taking charge of your life, making, you know, your health uh, a priority, being close to your friends, uh, being socially engaged. It's not how many, it's not the number of friends you have. It's, it's, if you only have two friends, that's fine. That's all you need. Uh, we're lucky we've moved around a little bit because of my business, but we have friends in Denver and friends in Santa Barbara where we used to live. And we still, we, my wife loves to communicate with them. And we do that. She was talking uh, this afternoon with, with a friend who lives in uh, Tennessee. And we've known her for, we've known Judy for, I don't know, I was in high school with her. And she's having some health issues. And they spent probably an hour. And Judy said, you know, I'm by myself. My husband passed away. I don't have anybody to talk to. And my wife is wonderful about that. And so it just it's just taking your time to be a real friend. And I think, Jim, um, uh, we're loving what you're saying. And I think, again, uh, you know, er while you're talking, I'm thinking of these fantastic key messages um, something I always relate, I go back to my parents because that's my uh, beautiful upbringing. You know, you just got to know that everything has a solution. Mm -hmm. We are born with solutions. And this is what my father used to say, that sometimes we just got to breathe to we see that solution. But unfortunately, when things happen, again, the worry, the clutter in our in our mind just makes us not uh, make that right decision. And Choices is the, the best gift we have. Absolutely. But I, yeah, it's making those decisions and nothing sometimes comes easy. I know choices can be tough based on circumstances, certain responsibilities that you have, be it as a father, a partner, a business partner, just responsibility towards the community. But my key way of living, and I, I would love to have your thoughts on this. For me, the ultimate is self-responsibility is the key to good health, just to the key to, to living, being alive. Because if, if one doesn't have that, um, you know, that um, and doesn't live in, in being self-responsible, there's a huge gap. And that's... I, I, I guess, Serena, I, I suppose the problem for a lot of people now is that life, as you say, has become very complex and we become sort of heavily reliant on the message coming from uh, governments and the, the media and uh, social media, et cetera. There's so many different portals now and it's just become very noisy and confusing. And as we've realized, certainly in the last 50, 60 years, unfortunately, that advice that came from authority was never based on any evidence and was at worst completely wrong. Uh, and led to a lot of the kind of public health epidemics that we're experiencing now, which is why I find 
um, what Jim's done so inspirational because you kind of, I think, it seems, correct me if I'm wrong, just worked it out intuitively. Uh, you've not really sort of the, taken the message from anywhere. You've just kind of worked out what suits you best. And rather than overcomplicating it, complicating it, you've just kind of stripped it back to basics. Uh, you know, you well, mentioned so the funny. pillars. It's yeah. so funny what you said, and, and Arena has been so on target about this stuff. Part of it is, and I don't know why people cannot do this. It's just, I am, Jim Owen, I am responsible. I'm the author, as I put it, of my own life story. You cannot write my life story. Only I can write. I am responsible. You know, a lot of people literally cannot even say the words. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand why exactly. But this is part of this is part of humanness. It's part of being a human. Say, I am responsible for my own life story. So I, I, I picture this. There's a blank canvas, and your life is what you make of it. And you, if you want to be a victim, well, it's not my fault. I hear this all the time. It's not my fault. It is your I mean, I don't say it to them, but it is their fault. And so I'm, it's no wonder to me that you all have got a very successful, uh, you know, podcast going. I'm not, this has been a very enjoyable and where you are, you two are in your own lives. Uh, Dr. Nas, at your age, you know, you have the wisdom that you don't generally find in someone to be honest about at your age. Um, it's, 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 it's really, really impressive. And I, I don't, I don't feel that young, Jim. <laughs> I mean, I might be half your age, but no, I certainly don't feel it. Well, you, it's, I, I will tell you the, the, what you hope is, and I'm thinking about your mother now is that, is that when you, when you get older and we live in a, one of the problems is that our, I can't speak about your country, but in the United States, ageism really plays a big role in this. Again, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but we live in a culture that celebrates youth and wisdom. What's that? It's how good are you at technology? How good are you at taking a selfie? And I've never taken a selfie in my entire life. I'm not going to start tomorrow. It's so ridiculous. I'd I, I, happy if I was to take a photograph. I don't hold it up. <laughs> That's just narcissistic to me. And so, but we're all talking about the same thing. It's just living life to the fullest, whatever that means to you. And so much of this is a mindset and says, I'm going to, to put this as a priority in my life. And this positivity, I call it positive energy. I, I really, I've had people say, I've had somebody who say, Jim, you are the luckiest guy I've ever seen. Well, I don't think it is luck to be, I, I think positive energy if you put out positive energy, I think it comes back 10 times. And there's something, I don't know what it is, but I believe that that's true. If you're negative in your outlook on life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back negative. So I think this positivity, again, doesn't mean now that it's all hunky-dory 
or there's not serious. We've I've lost people close to me. We've had uh, my my wife lost her younger sister. It's oh, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking. That's life. But it's how you deal with that that counts. As he say, it's, it's how do you deal with this? How do you deal with hardships? And so, I I just think that in this country. We are so mixed up and messed up, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if it's the politics, but there's sort of a, a coarseness, a lack of civility. There's something that I just don't. I didn't grow up this way, and there's just something that's. And all it takes is, you know, being polite, being nice to the people, having a smile, and is there something I can help you with? I saw a guy. Would you believe today? literally today, who fell down. It's pretty scary. And I, I did the best I could for him and said, don't move, just sit right here. Don't try to get up. Let me get some help. And, uh, you know, I luckily we have a security and they were able to, to help him. But just making that effort is so, forgetting yourself, your own problems, uh, I don't know, but I, I, I'm, I, have, I can understand why you all have been so successful with, with what you all do, because if you all are energizing me, I promise I find this very inspiration listening to what you all talk about, to be honest about it. And I've got a lot to learn. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student. Uh, I've been working out for 12 years. I'm a student. I, I'm a work in progress. And I still think that's true. I think that's true to the, to the day I die. That's when I may stop being a student. But I look at life and say, you know, at the very end, I'm going to tell my loved ones, uh, you know, I'm ready for the next journey. So Jim, not- on, that, on that note, sorry, of the next journey, this is my prediction. I see you as an author of a new book, your love story, Stania and Jim. And then I see you in Dubai very soon. (laughs) (laughs) We're really hoping you you come here. Um, What a session. What a beautiful afternoon. Wouldn't that be fun? We're going to make it happen. (laughs) And my my wife, by the way, is a, is a, she's a, she's a, she's a judge in the Garden Club of America. And she's traveled a lot more than I have internationally. She's been to China two or three times, India twice, and she loves to travel. Because of the pandemic, you know, we've kind of, we, we've really cut back. But uh, I would love to go to Dubai. I mean, it just, it's just, it just gets my blood going. And so who knows where this might lead to, but I, I cannot tell you how enjoyable this has been for me I hope I haven't talked too much or bored people. I, I don't. That's not at all. Saying. Not at all. Far from it. But from but it. it's just you all have been an inspiration to me, and just sharing stuff. And and none of us have the answers, and uh, that's what's interesting about life. We're all students. We're all works in progress, and I'm still learning. And I I find it fascinating, uh, just living each day and and learning and and. We had dinner last night, the two of us. We held hands. We've been married 53 years. We had a blast, just the two of us. We had a nice dinner, 
probably ate more than we should have. <laughs> we, we, had the, we had Italian food and we probably ate more than we should. Well, we'll work it off today. But we held hands, laughed like kids. And people around us said, well, what are they laughing about? You know, they're so old to be laughing. We said, well, we can't tell you. <laughs> well, we Jim... We have it's, fun. It's, yeah, it's been an amazing session. Uh, lots of uh, beautiful words that um, that I, I definitely will be leaving with humble being on my top. Uh, you know, how do we apply that on a daily basis? I, I, I personally I like, Dr. I like, would like to work, work on that, you know, um, and I like, I like humble. I'm, that's a, I, I like people. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Jim. We look forward to meeting you very soon. And we, can maybe, we can maybe make that happen. I think it would be a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Well, folks, that's the end of the show. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, for more tips on how to elevate your life, you can reach out to us at relevate.life.